0: color's being flied today, man. Some people are confused, though. They thought San Diego was in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I even see somebody wearing a Ray, uh, what's the Ray's last name? Lewis, Ray Lewis, and he's retired. He's certainly not playing today, though one of those teams probably wishes they was playing for him. I'm <laughs> It's interesting, both quarterbacks carry the number 18. That was pointed out to me today. In Bible numbers, the number 18 stands for bondage. So as you're watching... <laughs> so as you're watching the Super Bowl today, remember the number 18 stands for bondage. So both quarterbacks are going to be trying to escape from bondage today. They wished. There, there's there's two, two, you know, a couple of things... Uh, Peyton I wish he was as young as the other 18. Then he could get away from the pass rush. You know, uh, that old guy he, he he's gone bad knees. His wheels are out of balance, and he might be tough on him getting away from those guys today. I uh, I want to uh, talk. To, how many knows one of those teams will lose? Yeah. <laughs> That's a revelation, right? <laughs> one of those guys are going to lose today. And uh, I've been listening. To how many? You know, of course, I I like ESPN and I like the, you know, uh, the sports networks. And I I've been listening to all of them. And and they're saying this game will be won by the team that makes the fewest what mistakes. <laughs> somebody's gonna fumble the ball. Uh, somebody's gonna uh, not. Block that pass, and I hope it's Sherman. I'm only kidding. That guy is hard to love. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, he just has this, this thing that's not attractive. Uh, not very humble. Of course, I guess if he's making as much money as he is, you wouldn't have to be. <laughs> not really. <laughs> it's a game of inches, isn't it? It's going to be that drop pass or that missed tackle or that fumble or whatever that's probably going to separate these two teams. It'll probably come down to the last two two minutes of the game and whoever's got the ball. That probably is the way this game's going to turn out. Uh, both both teams are, are really talented. Uh, they are loaded with talent, and it's. Yeah, I I think it's really going to be good game. Now, of course, I've missed it before. Um, I never did claim to be a prophet, so because uh, uh, I knew uh, uh, as many mistakes as I made, I would be dead by now. You know, we're really lenient on prophets today. In the Old Testament, prophet missed it one time; we didn't have word about them no more. You had to be very careful in the Old Testament if if you was a prophet and had declared a word from God, because if you missed it, they just picked up a rock and crushed your skull. That separated a lot of false prophets right there. <laughs> Even if I had a word from God, I wouldn't have said it. <laughs> I want to talk to you this morning just for a little bit about, and now this message, I want you to understand where this message was with birth from. Uh, as district pressers, sometimes uh, along the way, I have to deal with some negative issues in our district. And uh, our, my week started with a couple of, Days Monday, and Tuesday, I was in board meetings all day, and then under board direction on Friday, I had to leave town and go deal with a young pastor in a church in Southern California, and uh, it was a very difficult Friday, as we visited with this young pastor and he began to tell his story and uh, and his feelings and wrestling with failure, and uh, I'm th- I'm thinking to myself. Um, he hasn't handled failure very well. And uh, he had a building project at his church. He's borrowed a lot, a lot of money. And uh, he's borrowed several hundred thousand dollars. And the project is still not completed. And every time he said, and this one what really sunk me. He said, every time I drive into the parking lot and I see that building that we have not finished and we don't have we can't afford to borrow anymore to get it finished. He said, it reminds me of my failure. And uh, as a result of that, all the joy has been sucked out of his life. And his confidence has certainly been affected uh, because that he is dealing with this thing called failure. And then I, so I thought, no doubt, um, people in our church uh, has been affected with th- th- this thing called failure. Certainly all of us has, has at one time or another wrestled with this thing. It is interesting that t- in today's world, we, we try to shield our children from failure. We, we play their games and we don't allow them to keep score because we don't want one team to lose. How many knows that that's not reality? Because in real life, people fail. And, uh, you know, we try to do that to shield them from the disappointments. And I thought that was why sports really, one of the things you learn from sports is that very few teams win all their games. And so the reason, the reason we try to, you know, sports is a great way to prepare people for life. So I'm gonna talk to you about how to fail successfully. How to fail successfully. Now, that sounds weird, but you need to learn how to be successful in your failure. Why do I say that? Click this next one in because you need to, if you're journaling, you need to keep this down. How many is already, don't, don't raise your hand, but I know that those people who signed up to do our 100-day of unbroken prayer, I know that most of you probably have already missed today. Some of you have not, but some of you have missed a day, and we have warned you and, and encouraged you that if you miss a day, just pick it back up and start the next day. Don't allow missing a day keep you from picking it back up and getting back in the race. Now, the reason that, that I say that is because failure is common to everyone. Probably, if I took a poll and I had you raise your hands, because it, it, would, it would start certainly right here behind this little pulpit. If I ask you today, uh, if you failed, you'd, you would have to at some point raise your hand. I know not everything you have ever tried to do was a success. Every one of us, in fact, if you have not experienced a failure, let me prophesy over you, this is a good word from God, you will. And when your failure comes, you, need, you and I need to know how to deal with it. Because if you don't, then all the joy and all the confidence will be sucked out of your life, and the enemy of your soul will beat you and beat you and beat you and, and with, with, these, with these thoughts that, that you have failed and you are no longer worthy. But I want you to understand something today. Everybody fails. Failure is common to everyone. There is no ex- exemptions. You can't, you can't go to an island and miss uh, this thing called a failure. Ask your Bible heroes. This thing is full of people who failed. If you took all the people out of this Bible that, that, that failed, this would, you would, it would be an easy read because most of your Bible would disappear because this Bible is full of imperfect people and their failures are written on every page but you they had to learn how to deal with their failure. It goes back 6000 years. Go back to the garden. <laughs> the reason we have all of our problems today is because somebody failed. And then we throw stones at them and say, well, if it hadn't been for Eve would be in we'd be in paradise right now. If she hadn't have done it, you would have Just a matter of time if they had been if they had made it through uh, one of their sons or offspring, or uh, sooner or later, some of us would have messed up and ate that fruit. So you can't say, you know, it's been going on for a long time. Ask Father Abraham about failure. Well, uh, this woman here is my sister. How's that working for you? <laughs> I mean, can, have you read your Bible? Failure is common to everyone and everyone, so you are going to fail someone sometime. Don't stick out your chest and thump on your chest and say, I, 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 I have never failed. Oh, yes, you have. you failed people, and people have failed you. That's just bottom line. So how do you deal with the failure? So you need to learn how to handle failure successfully. When we go through failure, what are your questions? A lot of people have a lot of questions. When they're going through when they're going through a glorious failure, you have all kinds of questions. Why are people doing this to me? Because you have an ugly personality. No, no. I just slipped right out. It's funny what you say under the anointing. Strike that, edit that out. I, no. I, All kinds of things. Why did I get fired? Well, there's probably reasons. The boss didn't like you. I don't know. Everybody in this building may have experienced a glorious failure of getting fired from a job. Sometimes they told you what they fired you for. Sometimes they didn't. The whole bottom line is you got fired. Now how are you going to deal with it? You have to deal with it or it will deal with you. It'll suck the joy out of your life. It'll give you a complex. I mean, there's all kinds of things that will happen. Maybe you didn't get the job. Well, on your resume, no, you didn't put all your failures on your resume, did you? Sometimes I look at people's resume and I think, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hire them either. I, I see a lot of resumes. As a presbyter, I saw a lot of resumes. And some of them needs to tear those things up and get a professional to do it for them. All kinds of questions when we're going through failures. Why is God allowing this? Whew, why is God allowing this? <laughs> I thought He wanted me to succeed. No, there's something about you ticks God off. No. <laughs> oh, strike that one too. After that. <laughs> Edit that one out too. Why now? All these questions come and all this, all these sometimes condemning our guilt-driven thoughts fall into our head, why now, why me? Some failure is out, from, and you need to understand this, some failure is out of our control. Just, you're just involved in the fallout. You just happen to be at the right place at the wrong time, and you, it's just getting you in, involved. You're a casualty of circumstances that you had no control over, and you're just going through the process of the failure, and, and, and you have to learn how to deal with that. Learn how to fail successfully. Here's the big question. Are we prepared to fail? Are we prepared to fail? The options are this, you hold up or you fold up. Life is going to keep on going whether you, whether you want to or not. That clock is still going to keep on ticking. And you can go in your cave like Elijah or you can hold up or you can fold up. How are you prepared to fail? Secondly, get the, write this down. Failure is your friend when it drives you to God. <laughs> Sometimes in our failure is the only time that we look toward God. It wasn't until the prodigal was in the pig pen that he came to his senses and went back to God. Sometimes you, God uses a glorious failure that we go through to get our attention that he would not be able to do in any other circumstance of life. So failure is your friend when it drives you to God. Now, I'm going to give you some scripture. You won't find them on the, tra- on the, on the little thing that we're going to do, little PowerPoint. But let me give you, I want to I relate to you. Some of you that are students of the Word and you have devotions, you, you, you have read this story. It is about a man who made a declaration uh, with his mouth that he should have kept his mouth shut. It's in the Garden of Gethsemane. He, this man is full of pride, full of, uh, he, he, uh, he, has this, he has this picture of himself that is not completely accurate. And, uh, and Jesus, they're praying, and, and Jesus comes, and He's saying, you know, it's not looking good. I'm paraphrasing. It's not looking good. You can read about it in Luke chapter 22. Put it down in your, on your little uh, journal if you're journaling. Luke chapter 22, verse 31. And it's about Simon Peter. And uh, he's kind of bragging. You know, he, the Lord comes to him and, say, uh, and said, Simon, and I pray for you. I have prayed for you the, uh, tonight and, and, uh, and as Satan has asked for you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. But he, Peter, thumping his chest, said to him, Lord, I'm ready to go with you to, both to prison and even to death. And uh, I'll never deny you. Remember the story. And Jesus looked at him and said, this night, before the rooster crows in the morning, you will have denied me three times. Not me. I am the rock. I know what's going on, buddy. The other people around here may fail you, but I'm not going to fail you. Have you. Do you remember the story? Man, he's outside warming himself at the fire, and some little girl comes up and said, Aren't you, aren't you, one of his disciples, didn't I notice? I don't know the guy. <laughs> Isn't it interesting? We've all done it, haven't we? Made promises we didn't keep. Hmm. Failed to follow through with the project. Didn't show up when somebody was counting on us. Failed someone. The rest of the story is in John chapter 21. Peter even got to the point where he he went back to fishing. But in John chapter 21, you read the end of the story. His failure drove him back to Jesus. And there on the seashore is Jesus cooking fish by fire. And he confronts Peter face to face. And they, he begins to ask, do you love me, Peter? And I think one of the reasons that Jesus asked him three times if you loved him is because Peter denied him three times. Failure is your friend when it drives you to Jesus. In your failure, don't let your failure. I sense the defeat from this young pastor, but his failure has not driven him to Jesus. Everyone fails. Thirdly, failure is not final. Let You need to write this down in your journal. Go to the... Go to the failure is not final with God. It is not. Don't look at your failure as the end. It, because it is not. Everyone has failed. Most of the Bible... Heroes have failed. Don't give up. It doesn't mean that God has given up on you, okay? Or that we will never again be successful. If you get that idea, you're looking at your failure the wrong way. Because failure, our failures are not final with God. Now look at Samson. Ask the bad boy of the Bible. His life was riddled with failures. I mean, he couldn't control his anger. He couldn't control his passions. He couldn't control anything in his life. And he made one failure after another, one failure after another. Finally, he wound up in in the house, the the Philistine uh, grinding house, grinding out bread. That's where his failures got him. But it was there in his biggest failure when he came to God, he, he made and began to do his greatest success. And he killed more Philistines at the end of his life than he ever had done previously because there in his failure, God turned the situation around. Ask Chuck Colson, who is the modern day Samson. Made, uh, made, you know, his life was the epitome of success. He, He began, he said, when he wound up in prison, he was Nixon's hatchet man. And he said, when he wound up in prison, he began to reminisce of all the great things that had happened in his life all the cases he had won, all the honors and the prestige and the awards that he had won, all the, all the things, the, the, the positions in the government that he had, he had held. But he said when he came and he was in the prison, and according to his book, Loving God, he said when he came to the prison, began to reminisce to all those things, they meant absolutely nothing in the economy of God, nothing. And out of the prison and out of the depths of the prison, much like the Samson of old, it was in the prison house where God got a hold of his heart in his biggest failure and brought him to his greatest success. And today he's in charge of one of the greatest prison ministries in the world. And that thing was birthed in his greatest failure. Failure, and you need to understand this, is not final and, and is not final with God. God can still use you. Fourthly, how we handle failure is critical to our future. How we handle our failures is critical to our future. God does not consult your past when he is planning for your future. And you need to write that down in your heart. And if any of you are going through and is suffering a failure today, and all the joys have been sucked out of your experience with God, I have a word from God for you today. Get up, get out, brush yourself off. Failure is not final with God. And how we handle our failure is critical to our future. You know, they tell me that Babe Ruth struck out more than he hit home runs. When you think of Babe Ruth, do you think of his strikeouts? When the name comes up, I think of a candy bar. (laughs) Especially doing the Daniel fast. (laughs) You think of his home runs. You don't think of his strikeouts. You don't even remember how many times he batted. You just know how many home runs he hit. Why? You remember his successes. But I'm telling you what, he failed more than he succeeded. It's all in the way you handle your failure. It's critical to your future. Let me give you five ways. Go to this next slide. I want to show you something. This is Gary Jones fixing to meet Bubba. <laughs> I, I thought, when I saw that, I thought, that is too, <laughs> that is too funny. To let go. I've got to find a place to put that on the screen. I don't think the little guy is intimidated. <laughs> huh? God is bigger than your problem. Five ways. I want to give you five ways. I want you journalists to give you five ways to help you fail successfully. Now, all across this building, we could all line up and give stories after story of how we failed my, my. All right, let me say something. You will probably fail again in your tomorrows at some point. When you do, you remember what I'm fixing to tell you right now. It is, I'm going to give you some scriptural principles, five ways to help you fail successfully. Go to the next slide, click it in. Number one, you will not be helped by blaming others. You will not be helped by blaming others. Our world, I'm telling you, nobody wants to own up for anything. If I've made a mistake, it's somebody else's fault. If I'm not cutting it and I can't hang, it's always somebody else's fault. Listen to me. You will not be helped by blaming others. and And everybody seems to want to justify their failures. But listen, until you own it, Thou art the pen. Doesn't make any difference what somebody else does to you. Doesn't make anything. You know, I'm telling you, you have to own your failure. Don't blame. If you reacted wrong or you acted wrong, you have to own it. It's not me. It's that stinking woman you gave me. <laughs> it's been going on for a while too, hasn't it? And then the woman said, it's that ornery snake that you turned loose in the garden. I mean, it's been going on for a while, hasn't it? I mean, wh- when you, how do, you will not be helped by blaming others. You've got to get victory over that thing right here. You've got to own it yourself. I don't care if you've been done wrong. Uh, hey, who hasn't been done wrong? You're going to get done wrong again. How are you going to handle your failure? It, you will not be helped by blaming other people. Secondly, realize that failure can be a part of growth in your maturity. In fact, God gets his best sailors off the sea of failure. We would be pretty spoiled if all we had was successes along the way. And I know there's a lot of preaching about success today, and I know that uh, you, you're going to have success. God's on your side. I understand that. But realize that failure can be a part of growth and maturity. Abraham learned through his failures, and developed his faith in the process. Boy, did he make some faith, mistakes and failures. David made some mistakes. And uh, I will tell you, we don't even want to get into David's life about failure, do we? But he was still God's anointed, and he was still one of the greatest kings of Israel. Because when he, he was faced with the fact that the failure was you, you need to own it. He took it, and he learned from it. And he failed forward. Amen. Number three. Failing takes the fear out of failure. I mean that, you, that. Understand that. Failing takes the fear out of failure. Fear is the enemy that keeps most believers out of ministry of some kind. They, they don't even get out of the starting block because they're afraid of failure. All right. Try it. You could succeed. But if you don't, try the next thing. Because the more you fail, the less fear you have of it. <laughs> I've experienced a good failure last. I, well, so what? Failing takes the fear out of failure. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So understand when failure comes, and it will, uh, just because you failed, don't allow fear to keep you from striking out again. Amen? For a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again. You know, after two or three times of falling, you get pretty experienced at it. Get up. Are you hearing you failed? Get up. It's your choice. You can lay around and wallow in your failure, or you can get back up. Conquer your fear, put your best foot forward, and start over again. Amen? Don't allow fear to keep you. Don't let failure suck all the joy out of, your, out of your relationship with God. Do not allow that. Do not allow depression to begin to overwhelm your life and all you see is this big failure like you're wearing a big X. I'm telling you, that's not how God looks at you. I'm talking to you about how to fail successfully. Number four, failure has a tendency to push us in new directions. Failure has a tendency to push us in new directions. What we call a failure, God may use as a learning experience or a window for change. Sometimes He uses failure to get get you to where He wants you to go. Now, that's a novel idea, I read in 2 Samuel chapter 6 and you can put that down there. You'll find out that David had the idea I need to move the Ark of the Covenant back to Jerusalem. And so he goes out there, blunders out there, not, didn't, didn't talk to God, didn't plan anything. Throws that Ark of the Covenant on a, on a new cart and on the way back to Jerusalem they reach a place where there's a rough spot in the road. The cart shakes, the animals stumble, the, the Ark is fixing to fall off the cart. One of his men... puts his hand out, here's why, innocent bystander caught up in the circumstances, puts his hand out to steady the ark to keep it from falling, and God killed him. Now, that'll make you stop. Out of that failure, I mean, they didn't go any farther. But listen, God used that failure. David went back home, found out the way it was supposed to be done to begin with. Sometimes our failure pushes us in a new direction, And with that, we learn a new way. So God could be using our failure to get us into a new place. Number five, you cannot fail unless you are trying something. Being that you have failed means you've tried. You're involved. You're trying to make it work. If you wasn't involved in something, in trying something, a lot of people, the reason they've never failed is because they, they don't do anything at all. So if you're here and you've never failed, if, I, if you and I could sit down and talk, I could, I could probably talk to you and, and realize that you're really not doing anything at all to avoid the possibility of failure. What kind of deal is that? That's not what God wants in your life. You cannot fail unless you are trying something. Have you ever read the parable of the talents? Matthew chapter 25. God gave three different servants talents. And the first two did pretty good with what God had given them. But the third one, to keep from failing, to avoid the possibility of failure, he digs a little hole, puts his talents in, covers it back up, and does nothing. And when the master comes back, everybody else had used what God had given them. You know, it's not said in that parable, but I, there, there's probably some failures those other guys experienced. That's not listed. But the master wasn't too happy with that servant that buried his talent. Though he was able to give that talent that God had given him back, he still wasn't happy. You know why? He never used it at all. How to fail successfully. If you've experienced a failure, at least you're doing something. And when you experience those failures, make sure you keep these little points in your mind because I want you to fail successfully. I don't want you depressed, or, and I don't want your relationship or your experience with the joy to be sucked out of your experience. You need to face your failures with a healthy perspective on God's point of view because we are all going to experience failures at some point, in our life. In fact, we're going to suffer and go through a lot of failures. Don't allow it to defeat you. Amen. Amen. Every head bowed. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just, we pause this morning to uh, reflect on your goodness to our life. And in my heart, Lord God, I I know that there's people here that probably has went through a failure and has not handled it too well. And the enemy has taken advantage of their failure to really do a number on the thought life. And I'm praying for those individuals today that you would speak to their heart and strengthen them today. So that they will, in their failures, not allow themselves to be depressed or sad. For that young pastor that I talked to this week, God, I pray for him today. Restore the joy of thy salvation in his life. Though he has failed, he is not a failure. And I speak the same thing to you this morning. Though you have failed, you are not a failure. You are not a failure until you decide to just not rise again. And today I encourage you, rise up. Get back up. Dust yourself off. Yeah, may have made some bad choices, may have made some bad decisions, but it's not over. Get up, dust yourself off, let confidence return. God's not mad. God's not mad. Learn from your failure and go on. Amen? And go on. All across this building. I want to give you an opportunity. I, I don't think I preach this for just myself. I think I preach it for several people, maybe across this building. Sometimes I see depression on people's faces. Sometimes you can walk by and sense it. <laughs> or oh, you say, what are you talking about? Oh, I'm telling you. I can sense stuff when people are Sometimes in their failures, they're angry at God or they're angry at their situation. I, I, you can sense it. If you're here today and you're, you've are you been struggling with failure and it has really, really done a number on you and today you want to dust yourself off and, 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 and allow the joy of God to come back into your heart, will you stand right where you're at? This is what I want you to do. By an act of faith, you've you went through a failure and it's really doing a number on you. You haven't sorted it all out. You're, you're struggling with depression or or maybe anxiety or whatever it's caused in your life. I want you to stand across the building. Will you do that? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you guys. God bless you guys. God bless you. We'll wait for you. Boys, better done a number on me. I have failed and I don't know if I can ever recover from this thing. And the enemy has told me that I'll never be able to do anything again, that that it has separated me from my destiny. All across the building, people are standing. We'll wait for you. We'll wait for you. Failure is not final. Failure is not final. I want you to tell yourself that today. Failure is not final. And God does not consult your future by, by looking at your past. And everyone in this building today, though they may be uh, not standing with you, they have all suffered with, in a, a, a glorious failure. And today I want you to learn how to fail forward. I want you to learn how to handle your failures, not allow the enemy to suck all the joy out of your experience or cause you to to be disappointed today. All across this building. Now, those of you that are seated, look around you. Those of you that are seated, look around you. Someone is standing close by you. I want you to slip your arm around them. Will you do that? Will you slip your arm around them, those that are close to you? Just kind of slip your arm around them. I want you to encourage them today, okay? I want you to encourage them today. Some of our visitors are standing today, in the back and over here to my right. You guys help us out. You're not alone, and you're, you're not the only ones ever experienced failure. In the back was Cedric and his friend. Somebody go back there with him, okay? All the way to the back was Cedric and his friend. Will you guys help us out? Oh, in the name of Jesus. Let's pray for them, okay? Father, in the name of Jesus, we bow before you. And we come against the enemy, God, that would plant thoughts and... And, and seed uh, of thoughts into the mind of these people uh, that would cause them to be fearful, that would cause them to be depressed, that would cause the joy uh, to leak out of their life. Take their confidence, Lord God, that uh, of, of them being able to function normally in life. God, I pray for them today that this morning they'll learn how to fail successfully today. Today God, we serve We serve notice on the enemy of our soul that we'll not take it anymore. We'll not take it anymore. The things in our past is under the blood. Our failures are not final with you and you are not finished with our life. God, I want you to restore the joy as David prayed in Psalms 51. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation today. On this Super Bowl Sunday, we're going to win the fight over failure. Oh, Father God, I pray. Do it today, God. Do it today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We're going to get up. We're going to dust ourselves off. Though a just man falls seven times, he shall not utterly be cast down. I'm going to get back up. I'm going to get back. I'm going to dust myself off. I'm going to get back in this race. And out of my failure, God's going to birth a glorious victory today in the name of Jesus.